So as many of you know, a few weeks ago I was in San Diego with my family right before the new year. My aunt and my uncle, my cousin Zoe, her husband, and their two kids, and my cousin Zach, all of us spent the week together in a hotel by the harbor. I know I've spoken about these kiddos before, I think actually maybe you've seen some pictures, but let me remind you, they're three and a half and two. Lewis is obsessed with vehicles and Paw Patrol. And Marco is obsessed with getting whatever it is that Lewis is obsessed with and then taking it and gleefully running away. <laughs> they had all come to San Diego from a trip with Zoe's in-laws in Austin. So as you can imagine, my cousin was a little tired, which meant that more often than not on my vacation, I found myself doing a lot of cousinly babysitting. We played with Paw Patrol stickers. We went to see the boats in the harbor. We took rides on my shoulders. We swung around on pretend trains. We went to the zoo. We very, very slowly ate our breakfast of Cheerios and Eggo waffles. <laughs> and I love those kids, and I love my cousin. So most of the time, I was beyond happy to be supreme child wrangler. And yet, there was also one day in the middle of the week where my cousin Zach and I looked at each other, each grabbed a book and a bathing suit, and said, yeah, we're going to go to the pool that's just for adults today. <laughs> in our daily lives, each of us, like this, naturally navigates the tension between the needs of the I and the needs of the we. It's part of being in a family or an office environment, or a board, or a community. There are times that we sacrifice our own freedom to make room for others who might need it just a little bit more. And there are other times, equally as important, when we see that our own health and well-being should be paramount. It's no surprise that one of the most well-known Jewish teachings is from the Mishnah of Pirkei Avot, and it says, Im ein anili mili. If I am not for myself, who will be for me? If I don't take those precious hours of self-care, if I don't speak up when my boss puts another thing on my plate, if I don't remind my partner that I really don't like eating at that new restaurant that you want to go to yet again, then who will? Ukshe ani le'atzmi ma'ani. And yet, if I am for myself alone, what am I? If I abandon others who are counting on me, if I prioritize only my own identity, my own perspective, if I keep my poor cousin from that one precious hour of reflexology when she and her husband have been parenting on steroids for a week, what am I, really? Life is lived in the balance between I and we, between the cementing of self and the call of community. On this Shabbat, and at this moment in our nation's history, there is no better time to think about how we bring the balancing of that tension out of our personal lives and into the public sphere. 
This weekend, we honor the legacy of the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. and the incredible courage of all those who fought for civil rights in the 50s and 60s and beyond. And it's been hard to miss, certainly on my Facebook feed or wherever else you get your news, especially as the Jewish community, that this weekend is also the third Women's March, an event that has been problematized by any number of complicated factors. Local marches with different leadership from the National March, the increased presence of anti-Semitism in progressive and non-progressive spaces alike, the women's movement's historical difficulty with centering marginalized voices, and the question resounding in the heads of many in our community, am I welcome here? So there is no better week than this to encounter the Torah portion of Bishalach, the climactic moment of our ancestors' release from Egyptian bondage. This is the archetypal story of redemption from oppression, the origin of the idea of a movement, a march before the right to freedom of assembly ever entered as a twinkle in the eyes of our founding fathers. And in it, we find that same tension between I and we. And from that tension, perhaps some answers. We see this most clearly in the Song of the Sea, the moment, as we've been discussing, when our people offer poetic praise to the God who has just destroyed their enemies. We know that Moses leads the people in song, and because of that magic of Debbie Friedman, we know Miriam does as well, right? And the women dancing with their timbrels. That's from the Torah. The stunning things we don't always notice are the parallels and differences between their two songs. Moses is the one who leads the longer epic, the one that's laid out on the Torah scroll in literal waves, if you've ever seen it. Miriam's appears later. It's much shorter, a mere repetition of Moses' opening lines. Almost. Moses begins, Ashira Ladonai Kigaoga'a Sus Virochbo Rama Vayam. I will sing to God, for God has triumphed gloriously. Horse and rider, God has hurled into the sea. And then, 21 verses later, the echo of his sister Miriam. Identical songs, except for one word Shiru Ladonai, not Ashira. I will sing, but Shiru, sing, you all, sing, let us sing. There they are, the I, Ashira, and the we, Shiru, in harmony, each so necessary to lead a people, to lead a movement across an ocean. So I have been thinking about those two models, Moses's I, and Miriam's we, as I've tried to struggle for myself and untangle the many layers of the controversy around the Women's March and truly the truth of what it is to work in concert with others in building a society we hope to see, a reflection of that redemption. We cannot be engaged with other people without being able to assert our I, respectfully, 
openly, but still assertively. I cannot show up in space as anything other than a Jew, nor should I have to, as is the case with any of my other identities. We must be able to say, here is what hurts me. Here are the words and actions that cut deeply through my own being into the history of my family, of my people. Here is why. Here is how we might grow together. If I am not for myself, who will be for me? And I do believe we have partners for that conversation. Those who, like the local organizers of the Phoenix Women's March did, will reach out, and they did, and say, how can we make you feel comfortable and safe? But I fear, too, that if we subsume ourselves in I, we will lose our we. We will lose what made Dr. King's movement so powerful, the linking of arms of people of all races and creeds and ethnicities and geographies. We will lose Miriam's dance. There is a famous midrash about the angels celebrating after God throws Pharaoh and his armies into the ocean. And God, furious, turns to the angels and says, how can you celebrate when my children are drowning in the sea? Our tradition wants us to see our shared humanity. It wants us to understand that even those we experience as enemies share with us a fundamental human dignity. If I am for myself alone, what am I? Can we continue to do the work together to build a more just society, even if we do not always see eye to eye, even if we hurt one another? Can we give others the grace to carry their eye? I believe that we can. I believe that we must in order to be redeemed. In order to, as Dr. King so eloquently offered, bend that long moral arc of the universe towards justice. A justice which is the ability of the I to exist in dignity and harmony among the we. If I am not for myself, who will be for me? If I am for myself only, what am I? And of course, the crucial final question of Pirke Avot, if not now, when? No matter your political affiliation, your choice to march or not march this weekend, your past engagement in civic and public life, all of us are called on this Shabbat of freedom to answer this question. If not now, when? Now is the time to speak of who we are to others in a way that we can be heard. Now is the time to listen, really listen, to the voice of someone with a different identity or experience. Now is when, in such a broken world, redemption can and should begin. So this Shabbat, may we seek the balance of individual and community, modeled by Moses and Miriam, those who led us to freedom so long ago. I will sing. May you find ways to assert your own needs, your own identity and humanity in the face of great fear 
or in the face of great triumph. And you all sing, let us sing. May we all, timbrels in hand, find a way to join our voices, if not in unison, then in dialogue, in the glorious interplay of I and you and we. If not now, when?